Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Kylie Minogue, the diminutive collection. And in light of the news from Boris that Christmas is cancelled, we have the eggnog out and the Christmas hats on and we are spreading that Christmas cheer all over our face as we are revisiting Kylie Christmas. And as it's Christmas, we are joined by family. We have Nathan back joining us in this festive episode and many more guests. Welcome back to the diminutive collection. Have you guys been naughty or nice? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> God, that's horrendous. Anyway, Christian, have you been nice or naughty? Well, what do you think, Kieran? <laughs> Absolutely naughty, filthy animal. Now, before we actually get started um, talking about this, Christian, I want to give everyone a bit of a history lesson. So sit back and relax because I bet you've all been wondering where Christmas music actually came from. No. Have you? <laughs> But why didn't you tell us? Seeing as it's our lovely Christmas party, this is our party. We it is our party. Sure. Let's get everyone excited for it, shall we? Great. Well, I mean, take notes because this might come up in a kind of a pub quiz, so you never, never know. So the music around Christmas was thought to have its origins in fourth-century Rome, and by the thirteenth century, under the influence of Francis of Assisi, who also became a saint. The tradition of the popular Christmas songs in the regional native language developed. So there wasn't any Christmas songs in English or anything. Uh, and so Christmas carols in English sort of appeared around 1426. And by the 16th century, the Christmas carols that we know today, like 12 Days of Christmas, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, Oh Christmas Tree, they all first emerged from, from that. And I bet you didn't know this. According to Guinness World Book of Records, Irving Berlin's White Christmas, which was released in 1942, that was recorded by Bing Crosby, is the fastest selling single worldwide ever, with an estimated sale of over 50 million copies. Wow. Do you think Kylie sold as many albums? <laughs> um, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> well, that's fascinating history, uh, history there. I was particularly intrigued by the fact you pronounced Sir Francis of Assisi a sissy. <laughs> I'm assuming he's one of us then, one of the, one of the girls. <laughs> no wonder he loves Christmas. He probably was a pampered Christmas. <laughs> oh, but no, that was fascinating. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because who doesn't love a Christmas song? And I love all those old, old, old thumpers. But um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful uh, history lesson there, Kieran. <laughs> so the album was uh, released, obviously, around Christmas time. Uh, it reached number seven in Australia, making it her top her 10th top 10 album in Australia there and went to number 12 in the UK, making it the first time she missed out on a top 10 since Let's Get To It. However, it was later certified gold, meaning it outsold Kiss Me Once. I have to admit, when I first heard there was a Christmas album, I was a bit hesitant because I always think when an artist records a Christmas album, normally... It's career death. Yeah, because it always feels like you've got nothing else to do. It feels like you're creatively void. Um, but then obviously, as we know now, in the past few years, you've had Sia do Christmas albums. You've had, uh, you know, you had all those boy bands do Christmas albums, Christina, Brittany. So they've all, they've all done it in their time. But I, I, I still found it a bit scary because I thought, God, I hope Kylie doesn't, you know, turn into one of those kind of nostalgia acts, which I guess some people kind of argue she already is. But, um, but then when I heard it, I mean, I was actually very, very pleased because she also kept it very, very kind of traditional instead of having some kind of electro-pop Christmas album, which I always thought could, could have been possible. Well, this is the second time that she's kind of touched Christmas, really, isn't it? I mean, no, this is the third time, because she's done some Christmas singles in the past. She previously released the track Santa Baby, which Ooh. appeared on her 2000 single, Please Stay, and then recorded Let It Snow in 2010 as part of a two Christmas extended plays. 
um, a Kylie Christmas and a Christmas gift. So she's kind of experimented and touched slightly on Christmas, but this is where we get a full album. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad she did this because listening to the album, it, it, it's, it's such a great piece. I think it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not going to be Mariah Carey Christmas, which is one of the, I think the most iconic other than Bing Crosby's White Christmas, that Mariah Carey's Christmas album is, you know, All I Want for Christmas is, is quite an iconic album. I don't think it was ever going to do that, but it's, it's distinctively Kylie, which I, I really like. And I think this came at the perfect time for her as well, because this, this followed the, the release of Kiss Me Once. You know, she left her label, Rock Nation, she signed an exclusive one album deal with Parlophone again to release this Christmas album, which was distributed through Warner Music Group. So speaking with um, Idolator's Mike West, Kylie said, and I quote, I always thought that I would do a Christmas album. It was just a case of when. I mentioned it to a couple of my people on my team and they were asking, what are you going to do with the rest of the year? What are you going to do next? And I said, I'm thinking about doing a Christmas album, actually. So, and close quote. So she was actually always planning it. So she served as executive producer of this album and enlisted Steve Anderson, Ash Howes, Richard Biffstenard, Charles Pigmore, Matt Prime and Stargate to produce the tracks. And what a great treat we're in for as well. So Kieran, what were your feelings about the Christmas album? I mean, you're, you're from Australia, so Christmas is a, a hot time for you. So yeah, it's highly going all white Christmas on you. I mean, from a Christmas point of view, I mean, for me, the only Christmas album I think I had was the Smurfs Christmas album when I was a kid. So it wasn't, for me, where I grew up in North Queensland, Christmas music and Christmas albums wasn't that prevalent in my life. Um, So, you know, I've obviously heard White Christmas by Bing Cosby and, you know, at Christmas at church would sing all the Christmas carols, but it wasn't wasn't a thing for us, I don't think. Mm. Um, but you know, I was excited when I first heard Kylie do this because I loved her earlier singles, Christmas singles, and I loved what she did on those and the interpretation. So, um, yeah, well, she, kept them, she kept them traditional, didn't she? Because Santa Baby was very kind of very kind of old school, and it was it, it was, was very, very cheeky. Yeah, yeah. And she, and she, her voice actually suited the song really well. I thought so. Um, it, this album did kind of offer some hope. Oh. Kieran, did I just hear your doorbell go? Oh, yes. I think we need to let this person in. I wonder who this is. It's Nathan. Oh. Oh. Hello. Did you bring a gift? <laughs> I just brought a cocktail um, and it's just for me. Sorry. Oh, wait. <laughs> so Nathan, have you been naughty or nice? Tell us the truth. A bit of both. <laughs> naughty mixed with nice, I think, is the best combo, really. Naughty mixed with nice. I like that. I like that. Well, welcome to Kylie Christmas. We're so thankful you're here and thanks for joining us. So listeners, you've got to remember that Nathan joined us before on The Impossible Princess, our, our very own US import over here, which is fabulous. So Nathan, what are your viewpoints on Kylie Christmas? What did you think? So I thought, um, you know, I thought it was really fun overall. Um, there's, there's some songs uh, that I don't think... Uh, that I don't think of that great, but I think overall it's really, really fun and it's very Kylie and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And, uh, and I thought it was a, a fun move and I enjoyed the shows as well. The shows were amazing. We'll talk more about the tours, both the Royal Albert Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Albert Hope. Oh. <laughs> Royal Albert Hall show tours. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Kieran, have you been at the... At the sherry for too, too long today. <laughs> Gracious, I've had too much to... eggnog. I've had too much eggnog. Oh. So we're going to cover the Snow Queen edition today because I know she recorded Collie Christmas and then the year later released Snow Queen edition. But 
we're going to solely focus on the Snow Queen edition for this one. And there's a 22 tracks. It's a big old album. It's full of Christmas cheer and Christmas spirit. So let's start off with the first track. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Nathan, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? I thought it's, I think it's really playful and it's really fun. It's, it's like, it's, it's very Kylie and she, she definitely put her spin on it. So um, I thought it was a good, good album opener. I think this is a great starter for the album. I think it, it, you can tell for, as soon as you hear this, it's an expensive album. It sounds rich. The production is amazing. And I, I think it's a really good start. The choir and orchestra, they really set the scene on what is set in store for us, if that makes sense. I think the, that opening song is absolutely perfect. It feels like the start of a big Christmas, sh- like a, a big Christmas show from the 60s. It's got that kind of old school traditional orchestra. It's got this, uh, uh, it's just got a huge sound. And actually I was so pleased to hear it as the opening song because um, it felt like a bit, it was being taken back in time. And it didn't feel like a, like a pop album. It felt like I was kind of waking up in the 60s, one, uh, you know, in, in pastel pink somewhere, listening to this lovely, lovely kind of um, wild Christmas orchestra. And then, you know, Kylie starts belting out the song. It's a, it's a brilliant rousing song. It's a song that, you know, gets everyone going and it really sets the kind of festive mood, I think. Yeah, it feels like, feels like you're in for a Western show. Mm. That's yeah, exactly you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The next track I thought was very interesting. When I heard about this, I was very excited to actually hear this track. And this is the duet she did with Frank Sinatra, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And when I listened to it, I was very impressed. In terms of that, it's so good to hear her lower register in the verses when she sings. And I made a note that, I think this duet has more life in it than her previous one she's done with other artists. It's funny that because Frank Sinatra's dead. She, it's, it sounds kind of more alive and I, I can just see, see Kylie smiling when she's singing. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe Kylie needs to duet with dead people because maybe singing with live people doesn't seem to work for her. Enrique <laughs> <laughs> Iglesias, what? Hmm? <laughs> Nick Cave. I mean, he could be dead from the sounds of him. Yeah, and it was a murder ballad. So, hey, it's a great song, and I love I love it when you bring two kind of artists together, even if they are kind of, you know, ones in the ones got six foot under, and the other ones, you know, below six foot in height. Um, and it was a it's a beautiful version, and it just sounds wonderful. It feel, it feels it makes your heart feel very warm. I think it warms you up on cold winter nights. Yeah, I mean, I I really like it, but I guess. When I listen to a duet, even though I know deep down that they, they probably didn't record it together, I like to at least be able to pretend that they did. And so uh, with Frank Sinatra, you know that they definitely did not. And so I guess that was only my, that's my only thought. But I do, I do like it and it's very cute. Um, and it's kind of in keeping with the, the sort of the old, old school glamour of Christmas. Well, I was going to say, let's not forget she, when she duetted with Keith Washington, she didn't even meet him. So. Or Enrique Iglesias. He wasn't even well, in the room is, either. This is it. They, but, you know, we know now that most artists, when they do a duet, they, don't, they're not, they, they never even meet each other. So um, I guess it's no different. But I still like to pretend I wonder. That, uh, that duets, you know, that, that they're having a good time in studio together. I, I, saying, I, would, I would love to have seen a video with Kylie and Frank Sinatra, if they kind of bought, bought them together via the means of, of uh, uh, television magic and kind of had this lovely kind of maybe a, maybe a little bit like the Jeunesse Papacua video where she's dancing with a black and white uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Ooh, I, I would love to know how much they paid the Frank Sinatra estate for the use of his vocals, because it must have been a lot. Or there must be some... Yeah, I'd love to know the financials of that. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Track three, Winter Wonderland. 
I love this. I mean, I'm proper balls deep into Christmas at this point. This is track three. I'm like, I love the intros with the trumpets. This had a very kind of 60s funk to it, I thought. And her vocals are cracking. I loved it. Completely agree. Well, I thought I thought it was really fun. It's it's so Kylie. It's um it's it's playful and it's really festive. One of my favorite uh, Christmas albums is the Carpenters Christmas album, and these songs remind me very much of uh, remind remind me very much of those very traditional, very kind of upbeat, very kind of celebratory, very kind of uh, very festive. And I, I you know I really love it. I you couldn't get enough of it and it, you just want to throw a party every time you every time you hear the songs only you is the next track and this is a song that was kind of teased as a kind of a promotional single uh when the fir- when the album first came out and this is the duet she did with james corden and james can really sing he sounds great and their voices really work with each other i thought um, well, he's he's the star of musicals. He's been in uh, in loads of things. Yeah, he's won a Tony, hasn't he? As well. Yeah, he's very. Th- he's been, been done a lot of theatre. I think. Yeah, this combination was really really good because I love I love the song anyway, and, and every I've, this co- song has been covered many many times. Is it normally a Christmas song though? Because I didn't think this was a Christmas song. First of all, it was released by Yazoo, and then it was covered by an a cappella band called the Flying Pickets, who had a number one at Christmas in 1983. So that's, I think, where the Christmas element has come from. Um, I think it's a very beautiful song, and I actually think the two voices together sound very, very beautiful, because Kylie's got that kind of slightly shrill tone to her voice. And you've got, then you've got uh, James Corden, he's got this, and I, uh, an absolutely beautiful, tender, lovely voice. And I think it's one of the most beautiful songs that Kylie's ever produced. I'm, I weirdly am beginning to discover I love Kylie when she does ballads. I think she sounds wonderful when she does beautiful ballads. This is, mm-hmm. I think it's a stunning song. It makes me cry. It's a really sentimental song. It's the kind of Christmas song that you kind of want to snuggle up with someone while there's snow falling outside. And I just think it's a really pretty, romantic, toasty, warm song that makes me feel very very happy yeah i thought i i don't like this at all really uh, no i don't like watching my pearls nathan <laughs> i just thought i think when you compare the the rest of the album and sort of like the fun traditional christmas songs and then some of the some of the other ones that we're going to come on to this one just really pales in comparison I, I don't think you need to do a cover like this uh to be festive and i just didn't think and i also didn't think that it should have been the, the lead single yeah, I thought they did quite well on the production of this because they're even though they've got, it's a Christmas uh, on a Christmas album, they, they were very subtle with the bells mm. in it, which I really quite liked. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one, Christian. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> the, the next one, Stay Another Day, which is obviously a massive hit for E17. It's interesting that this is on this album, and for me, as uh, obviously as an Australian, I don't understand this being a Christmas song. I know it was a Christmas number one. But is that the only link on why people would associate this song as a Christmas song? Well, in the video originally for the E17 version, they're wearing um, uh, Urban Legend style um, anoraks with fur trim. So, and there's snow in the video. So it, it, was, it was very Christmassy. And then Girls Aloud covered it a few years later, also at Christmas. It was the B-side to Sound of the Underground. So I think this always had a connotation with Christmas. That said, I, I love the song. It's a lovely, lovely song. But this is one of those songs that I said a few weeks ago, Kylie's voice is so high, there's no bass to the song for me. And the backing vocals, is it Kylie doing her own backing vocals? I think, I think it might be, or maybe I'm wrong, I can't remember. But um, I wanted to hear kind of like your disco needs you male backing vocalists in the background, because it just felt like the song was very up here and not much down here. But I mean, ultimately the song is a beautiful song. She sings it absolutely lovely. And I, it's a great inclusion. I would, would have just liked 
elements to be slightly altered, as I said, to have a, a bit of a stronger base. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan. I kind of like the, the other one. I just don't think that the cover really belongs on the Christmas album. And, and maybe, uh, like, like you said, it's because I'm, I'm not from the UK. And so the, the Christmas element's a bit lost on me. But, um, but I just thought that there were so many other Christmas songs that she could have done um, that would have fit on here much better, I think. Uh, I mean, it's a lovely song, but I guess when you stack it up to the other ones, I just think, you know, I guess I'd it is hear a more traditional Christmas song. It is interesting, actually, that now you say that, because obviously I have grown up with perhaps only you and Stay Another Day, and the two of you are from different parts of the world, so those songs probably mean very little to you. So I guess in some, I didn't even think about that. I, I've taken it for granted that these are festive songs that kind of, you know, remind me of happy times. So to you, yeah. I guess, they're kind of like new songs. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, the next song, Christmas Rapping, when I first heard this, oh. and I hadn't heard this until I was living in the UK, I'm like, what is this atrocity? I, it's absolutely my ears bleed. I don't understand. It's a horrendous song, regardless of who sings it. Oh, it's not oh, a great Christmas I song. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> I've stunned you all in this, silence. I love this song. I, I know this from uh, from I, the, the name is um, escapes me right now. Who, who it was that that did the original version? Uh, the, wait, it, the waitresses. The waitresses. Oh, wait. <laughs> the, wait, the waitresses, I think. Christmas wrapping was by the waitresses. Um, uh, but I love it. And, and the original version I absolutely love because the way the, the way the singer delivers it, it's so deadpan and, and the way it's, you know, the, the story is all very matter of fact. Um, and I think Kylie does a really, really good job with it. It's a little bit more playful than the original. The original is like a bit more sort of like going oh, down the dumps. And um, you can't really, Kylie can't really do down the dumps because she's just so cheerful. So, um, I guess that's the main difference. But <laughs> I think maybe I prefer the original just a tiny bit more, but I still really love listening to the Kylie version. I hate the song. It, it, like you said, <laughs> it, it is an abomination. It's irritating. It's horrible. It's a horrible tune. It's one of those songs that you just want to hit yourself over the head with a hammer because it's such an irritating song. The Spice Girls did it too, and they did it terribly as well. So I don't, I don't, it's one of those songs that always crops up on someone's album. And I just don't understand it because it isn't particularly fun it's not particularly catchy it's not particularly it has no heart to it it's just this kind of horrible noise and horrible melody that's oh it's just really irritating i can't bear it horrible yeah what um, i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> let's quickly move on because we have a lot a lot of songs oh. to go through oh, of course, at, yeah. at christmas is the next <gasps> track on the album and i really i think the chorus on this is great i'd for me, I would love to hear a proper remix of this song. Put a bit of a dance Ooh. beat onto it. I think it'd be banger. Uh, this is one of the songs that I think could have been her All I Want For Christmas Is You. But she never pushed any of the original songs out, I don't think, in the way that she should have, aside from, obviously, Every Day's Like Christmas. But um, this one has got that great kind of 60s feel to it, to a degree, and I really like it. And I just think it's got a really lovely melody. It's very catchy. And I just don't think they kind of pushed the really good original songs out there because I think this could have been an all-time classic. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this could have been, this, this, this should have been sort of shoved up to the front of the queue and, um, and it's got that old school glamour feel to it. So it's, it's, it's perfect for me. It's going to be warm this Christmas is the next track. I found myself bopping along to this, surprisingly. Um, it's got a very 60s production, I thought. Yeah, I quite like this one. So, other, you know, so far in this album, other than Christmas rapping, for me, <laughs> we've been all kind of winners thus far. 
there's not there's not a clunker. I have to admit, aside from Christmas wrapping, that's that's the one you could have gone without. But no, all the songs, as she's kind of kept it all in the same vein. There's no, you know, we haven't gone veering into electro pop. There's no can't get you out of my head uh, production styles on here, which is, as I said, that was something I was kind of worried about. And I thought she might turn a few Christmas songs into some kind of like high energy disco anthems. Obviously, I'm speaking too soon because I know there's another one coming up later on, which is absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, uh, but no, this, this, this was a lovely pleasant song. It's not my favourite one on it. It's the one I don't really wouldn't listen to more than once. This is one of two favourites for me on this album, and I, this should have been the opening song. And I, that, I think, um, and I loved it when I'm pretty sure she performed this on Strictly Come Dancing as well. But uh, I absolutely love this song. I could listen to it all day. It's so fun. It's so cheeky. It's so 60s. Mm. It's... Yeah, I, I love it. It just like sort of captures romantic Christmas and it's fun. Um, I, I love it. This is, this is like quintessential Kylie for me. The next track is probably my favourite of the album, standout track. And it's actually written by Chris Martin. Um, Every day like Christmas. This is a great, great song. It's a shame about the video because it features that lech, fame-hungry Joshua Sasse how do you pronounce his he last name? He shall not be named. No, yes. Do not speak his name because it gives him energy and brings him to life. He's vile. And also, quick note, you can't find this video on her official YouTube channel. It kind of feels like it's been removed. And Of course not. He's in it. But this is the thing. Kylie does this thing and she needs to be, her advisors needs to say, Kylie, you might be dating him now, but you won't be by the next release. Because she, <laughs> did, she did it with Zayn O'Donnell. She did it with Jason Donovan. She's done it with whoever else. Um, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, the video, he, I remember watching the video when it came on and it had all of her team in there because I think you could see all of her, yeah. her hairstylists in there and all that kind of stuff. And then he saw him and I, and I remember I, I was working in an office when I saw the video for the first time. I had to write a news story about it. And I remember saying to someone, oh my God, she's made a mistake. They will not be together this time next year. That video she will live to regret. And you can't even oh. cut out of it because it's all over it. You popped up in the Royal Albert Hall shows. Is that that snowman took took off the head and everyone like, what were we supposed to do? Oh, it was his head just awful. Absolutely awful. Yes. I wonder what kind of relationship they had. It almost sounds like, I mean, he played a very big part in her life because he, as you say, he did that. He was in the video. And I always think that's a really big, a brave move because they weren't together that long when that video came along. So She was utterly hopeful. She was desperately and utterly in love with him, right? She was uh, engaged to him. So she fell deeply in love. And I remember that 20-something said that he'd never heard of Kylie, which I still always think is the most alarming thing anyone could ever say. I've never heard of Kylie. You're 26 years old. You're not dead. Uh, even if you're 26, you've heard of Kylie Minogue. You may not know her you, And you grew up in England, because he's English, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 if you grew up in England, yeah. you know who Kylie Minogue is, regardless of age. Yeah. I was always suspicious of him, always suspicious. But as I said, I think that video was a big mistake. And I think in future, Kylie, if you're listening, I would suggest <laughs> never do a video with a current boyfriend, because otherwise you'll have to take everything off your YouTube. You're left with nothing. Oh. Well, no, br- brave on her for, <clears throat> for including the, the, the people that she loves at the time, right? I mean... She's the in hair, the public eye. The hairstylist has been around longer than the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe just put them in roles that are easily edited out for future, future versions. Yeah, don't, don't exactly. feature everyone around the Christmas tree. Do solo <laughs> shots. Do yeah, solo exactly. Shot. Or put your, boyfriend be... in a, put your boyfriend in a balaclava. Song-wise, the song is really, really good. And it's, it's, got, it's got a lovely melody. It's very kind of sing-along. I have to admit, of course, once we heard the Stocking in a Waterman remix. Oh, ge- then, genius. That, that kind of gave the song a whole new lease of life. And I can't actually listen to the original version now because it's so upbeat and so vibrant that I can't, oh, I mean, that, that, that made it for me. And that was such a lovely little treat. That, that was a perfect Christmas present for all of Kylie's fans, I thought. It should have been, the, it sh- they should have released that as the single. 
Yeah. The next song, Kylie actually dug up Mika for, for this duet. Wonderful Christmas. We hadn't heard from Mika for a while, Grace Kelly fame, but they, she did a duet on this and it really works. He sounds great. He, it's a really good song. I think the two of them worked together on the, the, the voice in France because they were both judges on the show. Um, so I think she probably met him there. And so I think that's where that came from. But yeah, the song's really good. I mean, I find him... Actually, no, I, I, used to, I, I don't like him for various songs like Big Girls, You're Beautiful because we know that's not true. Uh, <laughs> Christian, stop it. This is Christmas. Goodwill to all men. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're getting a lump women. of coal in your stocking. Sorry, I'm, I'm the Grinch this, this week. I'm the Grinch. <laughs> yes, you are the Grinch. <laughs> I think I'm eating the Grinch. I, I'm, a, I'm a big girl, but I'm certainly not beautiful. But that's by the by. Um, but no, it's a lovely song. And Amika sounds really great in it. And uh, Kylie sounds like she's having fun. So, um, this, is, this is an example of a duet where I can picture that they were in the studio together having, <laughs> yes. having so much fun doing You've this. You've got your right? Christmas so wish, Nathan. I listen to it. I just, yeah, this is my Christmas wish come true. <laughs> <laughs> my Christmas wish came true on the next track, 100 Degrees. We have Kylie and Danny, and we just exploded into a huge puff of festive glitter. This is everything. We have the Minogue sisters on record doing a killer, absolute killer song. Christmas just couldn't get any better. Well, when I heard there was a kind of a disco song, really, obviously my mind, my, my, my default setting goes to your disco needs you. So I expect everything to sound like your disco needs you. Um, it, it didn't quite, but it was certainly up there with that kind of, it was one of those upbeat, feel good disco songs that hopefully we'll hear on the disco album. Hopefully it's, you know, th this is the kind of song we'll hear on the new album as opposed to say something. But um, I mean, to have the two pop queens together, I mean, it was absolutely sensational to have. I mean, it, it, I don't think it compares quite as well to um, When It Takes It All that we talked about last week, which I think is a sense, uh, you know what, that could have been on this album. I know it's got nothing to do with Christmas, but the way that that song was produced, it has a very kind of uh, uh, choral Christmas opening. So I would have loved to have heard that um, maybe on, on here somewhere in a kind of Christmas party section of the, of the album. But um, it was, it's a good disco song. It's not as great as, I, as it could have been, but, um, but it's a, it's a big stomper and there's some good remixes too. I think Seventh Heaven do a really good remix. Yeah. Because they did a Christmas, 100 Degrees, it's still Christmas to me and then it's still disco to me. There's been two versions of it, but it's great. Loved it. Nathan, what are your thoughts? No, I love it. It's so much fun and it's nice to see them reunited. And again, I can like, I, you know, I can, I, they were in the studio together. It was in the video, the making of video, wasn't it? So, yes. um, so you know, you know, it really happened. And uh, the, the only <laughs> funny thing about this one is that every, every time I say that I like that song to someone, if I say it to someone in the UK or Australia, they say, why is she using Fahrenheit? <laughs> Not Celsius. <laughs> And it's funny because I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I just thought, well, you know what? It fits the song. Why not? Everyone, everyone knows like, if you say 100 degrees in, in either Fahrenheit or Celsius, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> didn't the girls perform it on the X Factor in Australia? Or, they think? did. And, yes. then, and then, yeah, and then, and then they performed it at the first uh, Royal Albert Hall show in 2015. And, we, we were all there, I think, when that so happened. amazing. You, you could see Danny's little hand holding the curtain, just ready to pop out. <laughs> oh, there she came. When she came out, Amazing. I mean, the, the roof, I'm pretty sure, nearly lifted off that place. It was just explosive. It was incred. Yeah, it was just explosive. Yeah. It was so, I, I wasn't expecting it. Like, there was always hope that she would turn up. And it was like, oh, but just to see it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was electric. It's always good seeing the girls. They, they did do a thing together on stage during the homecoming tour. 
that they, they did. did. Kids. In, in, yeah, they, yeah. Yes. And she came back for that, and that was quite a sensation too. So, you know, Danny's always there when Kylie needs her. She's, you know, always jets over when there's a, a three and a half minute opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family was with them. Oh yeah, the whole family was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the whole family was with them. Yeah. But no gearways. Yes. <laughs> Let It Snow is the next track following the amazingness that is 100 Degrees. So we've got Let It Snow. This is okay. Apparently it was a new version of the song. It sounded very similar to the one that she released before. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's good. She does a great job on it, but it wasn't kind of a standout track for me. But I, I, I'm thankful it's on there, but I, you know, I have nothing really more to say in it. It's just a great, a good version of the song. I think it's cute. By numbers, you want it on there. It's great for a, a, a party mix if you're playing in the background. It comes in handy. The next track is also much to my shame as being an Australian and not really embracing the Christmas festive spirit. I didn't really know what this song was until again living in the UK and it's I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. It's Ooh. a great song. I love it. And I love this version of it. it makes, just makes you want to dance. I think the production's great. It's, yeah, it's really good. Well, I mean, this song is, I mean, I find the original version very irritating because it's one of those old, Christmas standards that they always play on Christmas shows and you know when you hear something over and over again and you're so familiar with it you kind of get a bit jaded by it so hearing it with a fresh new sound is actually quite good to hear it and actually it gives the song a little bit of new life and it's actually lovely to hear a female voice on it so um, yeah this is a it's quite a good rousing number it's very it kind of suits Kylie's voice and I think it she's given it a, a really nice fresh uh, lick of paint, which I think is what the song needed. Yes, I think it is really festive. And I, and also when I hear it, I always think about, uh, again, back to the, the Royal Albert Hall show, when, when when she sang this was when they released all the balloons from the ceiling. And when I looked up, I just had all these colourful balloons coming out from the ceiling. And so like, I've got this really festive image in my mind when I hear that song. White Christmas is the next one. This is an original song written by Kylie, Karen Poole and Matt Prime. And for me, Every time I hear this song, I think of Home Alone. It's got very Home Alone sounding, if that makes sense. I think it's an amazing chorus and it's such a, yeah, it's, it's also a very good song. This is the second song I was talking about that I think if this had been pushed, this could have been her, her the song that is played every year. But um, unfortunately, no one seemed to give any, have any confidence in pushing the original songs. And I just think this could have been a, a, a Christmas standard because it is as good as Mariah's, I wish, uh, whatever that song's called. <laughs> but I think it's as good as that song. It's a shame we didn't get, the public didn't get to hear that song and fall in love with it like I have. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really sweet. Um, and it, I, I agree, it's a, it's a bit of a lost opportunity. 2,000 Miles is the next track. Now, this is a stunning duet with Chrissy Hines and probably one of my favourites on the album. Um, and I don't know, for me listening to this song now and, we, um, you know, we're listening to it in September when we're recording this episode and with everything going on in the world, it kind of resonates it even more, especially because we're so far home from family and it, it gets kind of a real emotional when I listen to this. Um, it's such a beautiful song. Beautiful, beautiful song. I, I, don't, I don't really like it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nathan. Again, it's not. It's just kind of a... Um, I know it's a I know it's a Christmas song, but it, it seemed like a funny choice for me, um, and I loved seeing them do it do it live. But um, yeah, it's I, I guess there's just so many other fun ones on the album um, that seem to fit better. That uh, yeah, this isn't it, a fun song, is it? It's, it's more of a kind like of emotional. Comparison. It's very yeah. emotional. Yeah, it's not a fun kind of up one. But uh, yeah, I can kind of yeah, I just love it every time I hear it. It's, it's yeah, brings me back home in a way. See, I love this song because it's, I mean, this is the thing. I guess, Nathan, you, 
I mean, I, I love the mix of upbeat, crazy Christmas. I love 60s Phil Spector-sounding Christmas songs. But then I also love really heartfelt Christmas songs. And, you know, if, if our lives were films, you know, we'd have those 60s numbers as we walk along the festive, very, very light-lit streets. And then, at, you know, then when we're feeling a little bit blue, we'll be looking out of our kind of rain-speckled, windows and looking out into the night sky watching listening to lovely 2000 miles or only you so i love the kind of the, the mix of christmas sentiment and then christmas celebration so i think I, I i love this song i mean i loved it originally as well and then the the two voices again work really well i love it when kylie works with another vocalist and especially if the voice is so different I think it works really well. I think she sounds very good on this one. Santa Baby is an next track and you can tell she's having a lot of fun when you listen to this recording. You can tell she's really smiling and she's so cheeky. This is the original track from 2000, I believe, and you really can't tell it at all because it fits so beautifully in with the whole kind of Santa production of this record. Yeah, so I quite like this one as well. I like it. I've never been a big fan of this one because it's, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I love the way she performs it. She kind of really... Purs. I mean, she, obviously, Eartha Kitt had this years ago. So, I mean, she's a hard act to follow. So, you know, it's it's kind of sexy, it's cheeky, and it's got a lot going on in it. I mean, for me, it's not one of my favourite songs. So, I mean, I, I can't force myself to love it, but it's, you know, she does it very, very well. And she, she plays the, the Christmas vixen very, very easily. <laughs> yeah, I think she really pays tribute to Eartha Kitt's version with this. But I am tired of this song in general and it has nothing to do with this version and that, and also I think when you compare it to one of the songs that's coming up Oh Santa which I think is a bit more fun and originally original mm. um I, I just think it doesn't I'm just a bit just a bit bored with it Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here is the next track and this is an original one by Kylie our mate Steve and Karen this is again Christian going back to your your notion that they didn't have enough confidence in the originals this to me could have been a, a, a modern Christmas standard this is a great song. I think the way they've tracklisted the album is a little bit odd because they kind of hide away, they hide away the new ones and then have all the, I suppose they have to do that because people are expecting Christmas favourites. But also I think fans will buy a record and want to hear some new songs. So they kind of get a little bit lost in, especially as the tracklisting is so long in this album. Mm. Uh, This is a great song. It is. It's one of those that sounds again, like it sounds like like it was written 50 years ago. And it's got that kind of classic sound and, uh, you know, it just sounds like a song that we feel like we already know, but it's new. Um, and it's a shame, again, that this one wasn't given the chance to, to breathe because I think on, every, on most of the shows, she kind of did all the kind of usual standards, which I, I, I totally understand because people want to hear that. But, um, but you know, have the, have the confidence to, um, to do what Mariah did. And look, look, she's been releasing that record every year for the past 30 years. <laughs> It went, yeah, um, All I Want for Christmas just went, went to its first number one here in the UK, right? Ever. Which is weird if you think about it, after so many years. But I mean, I, I'd love to know how much money she's made from that. Oh. Because the amount of covers, people have covered it. She's covered, covered it herself with Justin Bieber and some advert last year had, had it playing in the background. So, God, that woman must be literally rolling in money. Yeah, I think this, is, this, this should have been the lead single. This, this and, um, and uh, 
uh, I'm going to be warm this this winter and uh, and another one that will come on to in my top three. But th this is amazing. This is like my favorite song. It's just so much fun to listen to. And it's it's so cheerful. Um, I love it. And like you say, it's it's kind of buried and hidden and it should have been it should have been front and center. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas follows in the next track. I think, it's, well, for me, this is one of my favorite Christmas carols ever. I just love it. Um, I think her vocal delivery is amazing. She just sounds effortless singing this song. And it's probably one, when I listen to this album, it's probably one of the first track I listened to before going back to the start and listening to everything again. I just love it so much. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's, it's really fun and I love it and it's, it's really festive. But there's also, for me, there's like a hint of uh, melancholy to it. Mm. I think she really, she really captured really well. I love the song. Um, was, I think the original is by Rosemary Clooney, wasn't it? It's just so somber and sad it's one, of, it's one of these songs that goes into the only you section and the 2000 mile section where it's kind of like a very melancholy sound that you kind of you're kind of maybe waiting for your loved one to come home because you're feeling a little bit lonely and it's just uh oh, it's just so beautiful it's so pretty and regardless of anyone who sings it it sounds good but Kylie yeah. does it really well um and i remember karen carpenter who i, I love the carpenters and that's one of my favorite christmas albums and she sings it and with her beautiful vocals she sounds brilliant. I'd love, in fact, I'd love Kylie and Karen to do one of those kind of, um, kind of like joint team ups. It'd be lovely to hear her team up with Karen. Carpenter. Another posthumous duet. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? Please last no. Week, last week we were saying that Kylie should do a Bond album. Maybe this week she should do uh, an R.I.P. album. So she hook <laughs> up with loads of dead people. She she sings dead people. <laughs> Oh Santa, oh Santa, let's move on. Oh Santa is the next track. Um, I quite like this one. I, I, it's not my fave on the album, but I really quite like it. I, if, I, if I was put in charge of the track listing, I'd probably get rid of Santa Baby and maybe just have this one. This is a Kylie original. And for those of us, for those of us who can't remember it, that'll be me right now. Can you give me a quick burst of what it sounds like, just so I can remember what it sounds like? She, it's the one where she references like Clooney and Obama. Yeah. Is it coming I, to you, Christian? No, it's not. I, that one. I mean, by by. Yeah. Okay, maybe because yeah. it's like track, track thirty-five. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I must have got lost by now. Um, I'm going to have to listen to that one a bit later on. But um, I mean, you've sung it so well that I probably don't need to. <laughs> Nathan, you like this one, right? I really like this one. It's so much fun. Like you say, it's original, and you know, why not? Why not take a take a chance and um, and try something new to uh, to quote a song um, and yeah, and replace it with. Uh, replace uh, Santa Baby with, with this. And we follow an original Oh Santa with another original called Cried Out at Christmas. That is another Kylie original. It's, it's good. I don't think it's great, but you know, it, it, I'm glad it's on there. I'm glad that we see another original on here and I think it, you know, it works well, but it's just not my fave of the original ones. I that think we've this got one on is, here. I think this one is so much fun. It's, and, and it's clear well, clearly she's talking about he should not be named, but uh, you know, she's, She's in a flat in Chelsea, and uh, and he's in the East East End, and he has to take the blue line to get to her. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Christmas lights is the second last song on the album. This is another Chris Martin song, and I love this because I think it sounds like a country song. It's got a great melody, and I would really love to hear some steel guitar on this. And 
I would love for her to do it potentially as like on, on when she does a golden medley in her previous, hopefully coming up tours that she includes some of this. Like I, th- I really, really like this song a lot. Um, I, I think it's just okay. It's, it's for, for me, it's one of the more forgettable ones on the, on the album. I'm sorry to say. So, so this is one that just means it's a little bit wishy-washy. It's a little bit cold play for my liking as in it's wishy-washy and tuneless. Um, so it's not, not my favorite one. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't, it's, it doesn't really feel very Christmas either, aside from the words. The one that, like, the next one is, we, um, it's quite strange that we end on this one, and it's Everybody's Free. I say it's strange, but it works. I think this is a great ending to the album. I, I love the build-up. It starts simple and gentle, and then it kind of explodes into this dance but it's not Christmas to me, if that makes sense. It's not a Christmas song for me, even though they tried to add a little bit of Christmas in the production. This felt just like a little bit too left of centre. But then it kind of worked for me ending it that way after so much Christmas. You want a kind of a reprise. If, does one make sense? Because I think I enjoyed it, but I didn't know, understand why, yeah. but I enjoyed it. Well, I don't really understand why either. And this is the thing, like Nathan was saying earlier on, he and, and you were Kieran, that like you didn't really get stay another day and he didn't really get why only you were on here now this one is a complete mystery to me because it wasn't released at christmas it's a kind of summer i assume it was a summer dance song originally so it feels it, you don't you know you would never associate the song with christmas so this is a mystery why this one's on it i mean the other two i i understand completely but this one don't get it i mean it sounds nice it's a, it's a great song it'd be great on another album but it doesn't for me it doesn't really fit in here regardless of any kind of festive uh, uh, touches. Yeah. I completely agree. I, I just thought, what, why is this on here? And it, yeah, it's nice, but um, you know, I remember it as like a you know, yeah, summer anthem and not a, certainly not a Christmas song. And it just seems like kind of an afterthought almost. But it was unnecessary because it's so long anyway. I don't even know why it's on there. I mean, I guess we shouldn't complain because we've been given songs that are new and it must be actually quite, you know, it's, you should be thankful that there's a, another song somewhere, but it's, it does, I mean, in terms of the album as a whole, it kind of jars a little bit, um, for me anyway. So that brings us to the end of the album. So before we talk about the amazing Royal Albert Hall shows, let's talk about the critical reception. So Tim Sedra from All Music awarded the album three stars out of five and states, she and her team do it right providing a varied and diverse selection of tracks and moods and highlighted Christmas wrapping, I'm going to be warm this Christmas and white December as the album's best tracks. He concluded throughout the album, Kylie sounds very game, merry even, and there's even holiday spirit on offer to help even the grunchiest customer make it through a season of the bare minimum of humbug. The Herald's Sun awarded the album three and a half stars out of five commending Anderson's production skills, saying Anderson's lush fingerprints were all over her Abbey Road orchestral hits a few years back, and he's certainly the man for this Christmas album. However, The Independent and Andy Gill awarded the album two stars. He criticised Minogue's lack of creative delivery by stating, and I quote, but they're let down by the lack of character in Kylie's delivery, most notably on Santa Claus is Coming to Town, a duet with Frank Sinatra, where his ease, relaxed manner, and his sharp contrast to her discomfort. He commented the musical's diversity of the tracks, highlighting Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, and Every Day's Like Christmas, and highlighted White December, Cried Out for Christmas, and Christmas Wrapping as the best tracks. 
So kind of a mixed reception there from, from the album. And as I said, from a, from a chart point of view, it did hit number seven in Australia and number 12 in the UK and was certified gold. So it, I'm glad she did this. I'm glad it's part of her discography. And it's one of the albums that I listen to every Christmas in lead up to the big day itself. And I'm just glad it's in the, in the, in the universe. Yeah, and then we got it. It was a lovely Christmas present to her fans, I think. It's lovely to have. And despite my reservations, I think it's one of the better Christmas albums out there because it kind of pays homage to the, pays homage to the, uh, the past. It's got some, but with a contemporary sound as well. But it doesn't sound, it, never, it doesn't sound dated. It sounds like something that could, could have been recorded at any point. Um, and I think it's very touching. Lots of heart in there. Lots of celebration. Lot of fun. I think the critics sounded a little bit kind of bar humbug, but um, but then that's what you'd expect. But, you know, I think we're lucky to have it. And obviously it led to two amazing shows, which I wish we would do every year like Panther. I think you should do the shows every year. I mean, she'll sell out. I mean, those those tickets were sold out very, very quickly. Nathan, we, we, went, to, we went together to one of the shows, right? Yes, that's right. We were back behind the, we were, we were back behind the, um, up above the stage and we could see the teleprompter. Um, so we could, we knew what she was going to sing before she actually sang it. And we could sing along to the lyrics because the lyrics yeah. were coming <laughs> well. the best one was when she did, can't get it, can't get you out of my head. And the whole screen was covered in with, with la la's. It was really funny that they, they, they had written those out on the teleprompter. Maybe she's, maybe she's losing her mind and she needs to be prompted to even remember the word la la. <laughs> well, oh my God. Well, well we, oh my, is that the doorbell Christian? Oh, really? Let me, go, let me go and see who it is. Just bear with me. Daddies, how are we? Oh, Marcos G. Makeup. Welcome to the Diminutive Collection, my love. Merry uh, Christmas. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Thank you for having me. So, Marcus, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your association with Kylie? Well, I do hair and makeup for a job. And somehow, actually, I do know how. So, the lovely Christian, who is Kylie's hair and makeup person, not me. Not me. Let's not confuse me, Christian, with the other Christian. No, not, not you. Gosh, this no. is Christian Vermark, right? The one who was in the Christmas <laughs> video with Joshua Sassi. I'll be sorry for her if it's you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that rude. Um, but yeah, so he called me uh, and said, are you free? Can you do this for Kylie Dances? Um, we have the show coming up. And I said, yeah, of course, absolutely. Did you know what show it was? No idea. Okay. No. Um, so I turned up with my kit and it was only Batsy, which is near me. So I was like, this is like the dream job. So I'm working with Kylie Dancers, uh, which is amazing. Kylie be there, brilliant, every gay man's dream. And it's in Battersea. So I was like, whoa, love it. And yeah, and, and it started like that. So I did that, uh, that show, which was for, it was a private gig actually. Um, and I had to do, I remember this really well, because I had to do the dancer's hair, like uh, um, a Madonna hair in bed with Madonna, but she has that ponytail. Is it in bed with Madonna or? And it was amazing. Uh, and I, I didn't get to meet her, I didn't meet her though. Uh, it was really busy. So I was with the dancers the whole, the whole day. I think there was two girls, two boys. So, so before that, was, did they give you kind of a, a brief or what was, so obviously their brief yeah, was so like, there with Madonna. Working. I was working with the choreographer and he just said, um, we would like to, you know, we'd like to have this, this is the outfits, this is what we're doing. Um, and it was really easy. They were so nice, really nice people to work for. Um, and yeah, and then I just started, uh, I think 
you know, I mean, it was a whole day, but you don't really feel because you're so busy and so happy to be there that it just felt, I was there for like a minute, but I wasn't. And so obviously after you must've did a great job, Marcos, because then they called you to come back for Kylie Christmas at the Royal Albert No, Well, this is the interesting thing. So I, so I did that job, that private gig. Then I did another one. Then I did another one. No, then I got a phone call and I, they didn't say what it was for. They said it's for the Christmas show. But then again, what Christmas show? It could be a TV thing. It could be whatever. So at this point, it hadn't, it hadn't been announced at this point, had it? No, one no knew there, I had no, no idea. Was a Christmas show coming up, so. I had no idea. So it was until I spoke to Sean. Which is Kylie's tour manager. Yes. And I said, Sean, what, what is this for? And he was like, oh, it's for the Christmas show, the Royal Hall. And I was like, shut up. I was like, no, yeah, that's what you're doing for two days. And I was like, how funny, because I was at the concert the previous year thinking, oh my God, I bet they're having so much fun backstage because you kind of get used to it. Like, you know how much fun they'll have, especially at Christmas. It's, it's, it's always amazing. And then there was me being booked to do, you know, the dancers again, who are a bunch of nice people. Can I just say, Kylie's dancers are fantastic. Marcus, t- talk us through your process. So obviously you're booked for this job. What is the f- talk us through the, f- the steps in order for you to finish at, you know, show day where you're doing the hair. Well, I spoke to Kylie about it. So I had to meet up with her and, you know, her and at the time it was William Baker and Kylie. And it was, it was really weird because I looked at her and I went, oh my God, inside, outside I was cool as cucumber. I was going, yes, we can make you know, we'll make, make them pop. The, the hair would be like this. The makeup would be like this. Srosk is everywhere. But inside I was going, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and that was, that was the first time I've ever been starstruck by anyone, honestly. But yeah, so we kind of, uh, William said what he was doing. I saw um, all the crazy, amazing outfits. And I said, okay, so let's do an Srosky brow, a glitter lip, a dancer wants to feel as special as everyone else. Like they have to shine because it's nice to see that sparkly movement out there. So catching the light. Yeah. So we went. We went for Swarovskis. We went for sort of like a nineteen twenties type of hair. Um, I had my friend Luca, who's also a massive Kylie fan, uh, and I actually surprised him. I said, "Luca, are you free on this and that?" And he was actually doing Strictly that one of those dates. And he was. And then when I told him what the job was. He was like, oh, forget about Strictly, I'll come to you. Um, so we worked together on all the dances. Anyways, yeah, we made sure that they were very sparkly. Um, what, what, um, what was Kylie like then? So when you presented her with the dancers, did she have to come and kind of survey them a bit like uh, the chap in Showgirls does when he's looking well, at the, uh, the stripper's breast? This is the funny thing. So when I met her, um, there was this beautiful dancer. Is that Ben Ackle, our favourite our favorite dancer, Ben Ackle? I actually, I do not know. I can't remember because that was the first time I met him. And then I got so embarrassed that I was like, I couldn't look at him. So I said to her, I said, oh my God, isn't he handsome? And then she went, oh, you like that kind of thing, do you? <laughs> um, and I said, yeah. So that was my first thing that I said to her. So I kind of felt embarrassed, but she laughed. Was she ever critical? Did she ever tell you? Said, the one thing she said was, I don't like orange lips or peach. Don't like that. John said that, and I was like, okay, fantastic, neither do I. I mean, I do really, but I had to lie to her. Had you put orange on any of the dancers? No. Is that why she said that? No, she just, it came out. I think it came out. I think she's so strong about that 
colour that she just meant, no, I ain't doing it. Well, there's a, um, there's a, there's a thing for the fans to know. Never send anything peach or orange. I went, I went a few times to this show, actually. And on the actual version that was released on streaming, so on iTunes, if you buy the Kylie Christmas, you can actually see me dancing in... Well, I think she does Celebration, I think. Oh, yeah. And you see me dancing with my old boss at work oh, wow. uh, for a split second. So, I'm a, yeah, I'm in a Kylie concert. I was like, oh, my God, there I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. Over the, the, obviously, two shows over two years, 2015 and 2016, and both shows kind of differed in some ways. And then the first one, in 2015, there were a couple of live performances. We had uh, Danny appear with Kylie, and we had... Uh, Chrissy Hines came out and sang 2,000 Miles. So, Kieran and Nathan, uh, what did you make of that first year show? What were your highlights? Because she threw in a few older songs, not just Christmas songs. You had songs like Wow, and you had Can't Get Out of My Head and I Believe in You. So, what did you make of the, the, kind of the first show? Oh, my God. It was just, for me, it was brilliant. Oh, my God. Everything worked. Even the old songs her, for her back catalogue thrown into Christmas. I, she couldn't do no wrong. I mean, she could have done a, sh- a dump on stage, and I still would have recorded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> literally it was just the most incredible night of uh, and also i think the highlight for me is Catherine jenkins coming out doing your disco need you <clears throat> she said that was year. the yeah that was the second year oh wasn't yeah. it i thought she did the first year <laughs> no no second year so the first year was uh was danny was chrissy hind and wasn't it also that guy what's that guy's name the fat guy uh, the big fat guy yeah that was the second year was that the second year too yeah yeah Okay. For some reason, I thought that he was the f- the first year. No, no, no. So yeah, it was definitely Chrissy and Danny the first year. But there was one other um, guest the first year, wasn't there? Who was that? Oh no, we should have done some research. I, I, on thought, that. I thought there was. I don't think there is. I mean, it was. It was. Fi- it was five years ago, and we are of a certain age. So, um, <laughs> and to be honest, we were paralytic. You, you don't get to a Kylie show without having a few wines in you. And by Jiminy, we gone wild. We were wild on festive wines and it was crazy. Joy. But yeah, I remember that it was just like the 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 the, the atmosphere was electric and um, and I remember when I got there, there was a massive queue for the merchandise stand and I was like, I must get a mug and I must get a program and I I cut up to the front of the queue and um and uh, <laughs> and they were like they were like, Sorry, have you come over from, from the side of the queue? And I was like, Yeah. And of course I, like, I did. Oh, okay. Did you go to, because Kylie also did a pop-up shop at the Royal Albert Hall. Now I'm saying it correctly. I've had a glass of wine. So she did this pop-up shop thing, which was um, incredible where you could go, where you could purchase this kind of bespoke Kylie um, Christmas stuff, which is amazing. I remember lining up there with with everyone else, purchasing a few things. It was great. So that was the, that was the second year. And I remember I couldn't, I couldn't go. I think we were meeting up that night and I couldn't, I couldn't meet you early enough for the pop-up shop. So um, you kindly purchased quite a few items from me. Yes. Sure. Now, the second year, the, the 2016 version, that had, that felt, I mean, it was probably the same budget because it was the same set, wasn't it? But it had a lot more going on in it. We had more guests. So we had the uh, singer John Grant singing Confide in Me, which I thought was a brilliant, a really brilliant version of the song because I loved his middle section where it's stick or twist bit because he kind of, he kind of pronounced the words in it like, a, like a news announcer. And I really loved the way he did that. And I thought his voice, Sounded brilliant on that on that version of the song, and I really wish she might. I, I was hoping she might record a new version of the song with him doing it. I loved I loved their performance together. Did you like that one? I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I did love it. Absolutely yeah, it brilliant. Really good. Can I tell you something really funny though? Oh yes, please do. So I was at, that, at this point, all the dances were done, everything was set, all good, and then William calls me and says, "Oh, can you please do John Grant?" And I went, yeah. 
Uh, and I, I, I feel really bad. I just didn't know about him. And I thought he was one of the extra dancers. So I was looking for him. Uh, and I, and he wasn't, of course he wasn't, it was him. But then we, we met up, I went to his room, did his makeup and everything else. And he was the nicest man. Literally, I felt so embarrassed. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> but he was really sweet. Like, again, a really nice man. But let me tell you something, because I want to make you guys jealous. I just remembered. Um, so as with anything that we do, whether TV or, or live concerts or whatever else, we always do a dress run. So we run the show as it's um, happening on a night. Um, and I, well, myself and Luca, because the dancers were with her, so we couldn't touch them, if you know what I mean. So we literally had a two-hour break. Um, and Luca and I just sat down at the Royal Upper Hall in the stalls watching the whole show as Aww. it happened at night. And it, oh, the only two, well, it was me and him and a couple of other people sat on the chairs that were working on the show. And we were like, Did, she's singing for us. That would be lovely. We're getting very close to midnight, and I can hear Santa's bells, or his bellends, ringing at the moment. So before, before we do manage to get away, we have to very quickly talk about uh, her, your disco needs with Catherine and Jenkins, which I thought was a, an amazing sensation. I love Catherine's outfit. I thought that, I, I didn't, weirdly, I didn't think Catherine sang the song very well. I think oh, voice, I disagree. She sings amazing. I don't think her voice suits it. incredible. Oh, yeah, maybe, me too. I think it was just yeah. a little bit, it sounded very back of the throat. And th but they're talking about people who couldn't sing very well. Then we go to Better Than Never You Know and uh, the one from Years and Years. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have put, put a gag over his mouth. Holly Alexander, you're a very oh, talented I felt bad. But you couldn't sing the song. Unfortunately, I think it was in the wrong key and he's got a very weak voice. So I thought that was a bit of a disappointment. But overall, the show was brilliant. I felt bad for him because I think that he was clearly really excited to be on stage with Kylie and I think he was just a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, playing at such an iconic venue as well. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, before we actually head off and open up our Christmas presents, what are your Kylie Smiley's and Kylie Minono's on, on the this album. album? Yes, on the Christmas album. Marcus, we'll come to you last. So we'll go, Christian, what are your Kylie Smiley's and Minono's on this album? My two Kylie Smiley's are White December and the Stock Aiken Waterman version of, um, of, the, of Every Day is Like Christmas, because I think they're both sensational wonderful versions that always fill me with Christmas glee. And my, 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 my Monono, um, I think it has to be that absolutely awful Christmas wrapping or whatever it's oh called. Oh my God. Terrible song, terrible song. I'm exactly like, so my Monono is Christmas wrapping. My Smiley, Kylie Smiley is the Stock Aiken remix of Every Day's Like Christmas and 100 Degrees I'm going to throw in there as well. Wow. Nathan? So um, uh, my Monono is um, Stay Another Day. Oh, outrageous. <laughs> and my Kylie Smiley's, I have, I have three. So it's, um, I'm going to be one this winter. Uh, Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here and um, cried out Christmas. Oh, Marcos? Well, my Kylie Smiley is only you. Because I just oh. love that song. I really do. It's really sweet. Uh, and I'm like, no, no. How say the rapping? Christmas wrapping, terrible song. Oh, well, thank you so wow. much, guys. Merry Christmas. May Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. May Santa slide down your, the, your chimney and <laughs> spray you full of gifts. Oh, yeah, empty his sack all over your face and floor. <laughs> oh, oh, that's all I want. Everywhere. <laughs> right, guys. Everyone loves the big daddy Santa. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. And Christian, we'll see you next week. And what's happening next week? We've got Golden, one of the ah. best albums of all time, in my opinion. But you know me, I love a bit of country. 
<laughs> yes, I've always thought you were one of those country fans. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Marcus. Mary. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.